Hello world, this is the NTO Podcast Productions. I go by the name B. Chuck, and this is where you want to be at. What you about to hear is not a test. It's information given solely for entertainment purposes only. And if you learn something new, kudos to you. And if not, and you just like to hear me talk about random things, even better. And with that said, and out the way, I now welcome you to my world. This is NTO Podcast. We live right now. Oh, we live? Well, how about you turn the goddamn music down so we can get started then? Thank you. Yo, 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 what it is, what it do? I'm good, how about you? This is your hostess with the mostest, the man with the master plan, the Negro with the lingo. It's your boy B. Chuck reporting live for another Into Your Podcast, baby. Reporting live from the spot, you dig? Yeah, feeling good today, man. It is Black History Month. Uh, another month, uh, another day in this month is uh, one that I celebrate more on a uh, different perspective, uh, which is Valentine's Day. Uh, I think Valentine's Day is meant for kids and not for grown-ups. But, you know, people have their they feelings and how they do what they do when it comes to Valentine's Day. Me, personally, I like to watch horror movies on Valentine's Day, but that's another subject for a different podcast for another day. So, but today, since it's Black History Month, you better know it. You know what I'm saying? Turn up one time. You better know what it is. It's Black History Month, y'all. We're going to talk about some Black History, some, some lesser-known facts of Black History that y'all might not know about. Y'all may know about. Y'all might not know about. But I'm going to talk about them today. So, today, uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about on this Black History Month uh, rendition of this podcast, we're going to talk about, I bet y'all didn't know that every summer when y'all was kids, y'all used to go to the store. Y'all used to want these big-ass water guns and want to spray the shit out of people with them. You know what I'm saying? You know, have fun in the summertime when it's hot as fuck, especially in the hood or in the ghetto, you know. Buzz black people, you know what I'm saying? When it's hot outside. <laughs> but y'all didn't know that them super soakers were was created by a black guy. Black man. His name is Lonnie Johnson. He actually was a NASA scientist. And he actually created the shit by mistake. Uh, he spent his childhood tinkering with objects, including his sister's dolls. Uh, you can put that shit to the side because that don't really matter. The guy's a genius. But uh, he actually earned a scholarship to attend Tuskegee University, which landed him a job at NASA. And he went on to create the iconic water gun known as the Super Soaker. So y'all got this man to thank for that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the next one. Uh, I actually heard about this man through a, a podcast that I actually listened to. Um, it, it, it baffles the mind about how you could hate someone and you never met them and you never known them. You just hate them based upon the color of their skin, but I digress. He is a, a, a black man. He's a black musician. His name is Daryl Davis. And this man actually convinced 200 people to leave the KKK. Go figure. He is, it is noted that this man has actually sat down with members of the KKK with him and his wife and actually had dinner with these people and had conversations with these people. And when they decided to leave, 
they actually gave him their uh their their Halloween outfits, if you will. <laughs> they they turned them over to him, and he actually has a lot of those displayed in certain places and different places, things of that nature. But yes, this man was known for that. Absolutely. So we're gonna move on to another Black History moment from the one, the only, the greatest. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. The one and only, Muhammad Ali. Uh, this man actually, he convinced a total stranger not to kill himself. He was going to jump, this man was going to jump off a building and kill himself in 1981. And he convinced this man not to do it. It is it, it's, it's noted and documented that he told him, he said, you are my brother. I love you and I couldn't lie to you. And he convinced this man to not kill himself and jump off a building. Then they took him to a hospital. It, Muhammad Ali is known for a lot of different things. But I bet you y'all didn't know that this man saved lives in more than one matter. He did that. He sure enough did that. R.I.P. to the man, myth, the legend, the one and only, Muhammad Ali. You dig? So we're going to move on to the next one. We're going to move on to a man that is... He, he, he's everybody's uncle. He's everybody's best friend. He's the one that you need in your family when, when, when shit go on in the family reunion. He's the one where he ain't even got to get drunk to tell the truth. <laughs> shit. He, 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 he's the one that said, my, 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 this is a tasty burger. <laughs> and many other quotable lines. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. You know what I'm saying? I might not quote it the right way, but you you got to know who I'm talking about right now. We're talking about the one and only Samuel L. Jackson, baby. We're talking about him. This man actually was expelled from Morehouse College in 1969. He actually held Martin Luther King's Jr. father hostage during a protest. He held the man hostage, but he was doing it for the right reasons. Because, as noted, uh, he fought tirelessly to improve black conditions for black students on his college campus. Even though he was holding Martin Luther King Jr. Sr. hostage to draw attention to the issues at the school. The administrators agreed there, were, there needed to be some changes, but they kicked him out anyway. And, as people like to say, the rest is history. <laughs> but... Long before Samuel L. Jackson made it to the big screen, this man was changing. He was trying to change different things for our people in, in, in the behind the scenes and doing many things before he actually got in front of the scenes and on the big screen. <laughs> he was doing his thing, man. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I love him. He never ages either. I wonder how old he is. Mm. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to move on to the next one. We're going to move on to a woman named Miss Hazel Scott. And at the age of eight, she became one of the youngest people ever to enroll in Juilliard. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? A black woman, a black woman was the youngest person ever to be enrolled at Juilliard. And she was one of the few people on the planet Earth, might be the only one, that could play two pianos at once. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I, I, do I need to repeat that? Because I need to see if y'all are listening to what I'm saying. Because this is Black History Month. 
You know what I'm saying? I call it Black Importance Month, but we this is Black History Month. I need y'all to dig what I'm saying. A black woman named Hazel Scott was eight years old when she got admitted to Juilliard. And she was playing two pianos at the same time. I can't play one piano with both hands. <laughs> Shit. And she's playing two at the same damn time. Man, it's a bad woman. It's a bad woman. Yeah. Man, it, it feels good to be black. It feels good to be black. So, we're going to move on to the next one. Now, this next one actually is, uh, this is brand new to me. This is brand new to me. This this gentleman, his name was, uh, who, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but I, I, I see his, who, is it Cujo or Cudio Lewis? I'm going to say Cudio the J might be silent. Julio Lewis. Uh, he was a freed slave, and he started a self-sufficient black community called Africatown in Mobile, Alabama. So for all my listeners down, down south of Alabama and Mobile, Alabama, that place called Africatown, yeah, this man started that. He was, an illegal, he was an illegal slave that was shipped to the United States in 1860. 1860 now. He had four years of slavery before he was free. And then he created his own community. This man did that. So when we talk about places like Black Wall Street, or when we think about Black Wall Street, yeah, there were other places like Black Wall Street in the United States. That there, there, there truly was. And this man was one of the ones that was leading the pack. You dig? Yeah. Shouts out to Mobile, Alabama. Shouts out to my people down in Mobile listening to me. Uh, let's see. We got another one. We got another one from a man that is, uh, he don't seem, he, he don't seem to age at all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Morgan Freeman. I think Morgan Freeman was old back when he was old. <laughs> this man, I, I feel like Morgan Freeman is like 119 at this point. The dude just don't seem to be aging at all. But Morgan Freeman, he... Let me tell you what he did. He actually took the the dwindling bee population in in America. He took his 124-acre Mississippi farm, and he redid it to import or house nothing but bees. Now, that might seem like a small thing to a lot of people. I hate bees, personally. I fucking, I'm terrified of them. But... I know how intricate and important they are to the overall food chain of America. Of the world, for that matter. And yeah, this man literally took his his ranch and dedicated, dedicated it nothing but to bees and fruit trees. Don't see too many people doing that at all, let alone black people. But this man did that. Shouts out to Morgan Freeman. All right, so we're going to move on to another one. And honestly, I feel like there should be more information about this, these particular types of subjects when it comes to black people in the United States military, especially when it comes to World War One. Now, me personally, I'm a World War II buff. I love history. I love studying about World War II, learning different things at different particular times. Um... 
but World War One, World War One for black men, it was it was something different because that's when you hear the stories about uh, the the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, that's when you start to hear the stories about uh, black people in the army, even for World War Two, more Tuskegee Airmen. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 so many stories that didn't make the 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 pages of history that need to be looked up and need to be talked about. World War One and World War Two, but this particular thing is about World War One. So the these black men were called the Harlem Hellfighters, and they they gave the Germans hell in World War One. They gave them hell. They were from the the 369th Infantry Regiment. And in World War One, like I said, they, they gave them hell. They were known as heroes in New York City. They gave them a parade. But because of racism, it, it kind of fell to the wayside. But on this podcast today, we're going to talk about it. I salute y'all. Harlem Hellfighters, stand up. 191 days in combat. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that y'all did. Y'all some bad motherfuckers, boy. Boy, boy, boy. So, with that said, man, hey, look, I I just wanted to cover a few things that a lot of people did not know. Lesser known facts. That should be greater known facts. I just wanted to cover a lot of that on this particular podcast. Um, this, this being Black History Month is one of those one of those things where I hope that people are actually paying attention to it instead of it being black history it's black importance month. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people realize that without black people, there's a lot of things in this particular United States, let alone the world that would not be what they are. They wouldn't fucking exist, but it's okay. Because sometimes you don't need to bring things to the forefront and recognize them in order to know that it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't necessarily need to always say, uh, you, you don't need to scream it to, to, to the mountaintops. You don't need to do that all the time. Because at the end of the day, the shit's there because it's there. You know what I'm saying? Like just like the traffic light. You don't need to scream that to the mountaintops. I dare your ass to run a red light and see what happens. And then you'll be wondering why you got a ticket or your ass got in a bad accident or almost killed somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. That's just how I feel. I don't think Black Importance Month should be one month. I think that should be forever. Every month. Every day. You dig? But that's just me. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this one up. This is your boy B. Chuck reporting live from the spot. And I appreciate y'all hanging out with me and listening to my podcast, man. Y'all be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see y'all in the next one. Deuces.